0: Hello and welcome back to today's episode of Tawarski Tuesdays. I'm your host, Hanania Abraham. Last time we met, we were talking about what the proper diagnosis is for specific issues. And when a person doesn't have the proper diagnosis, that can lead them to be unhappy. In general, I think the co- the concept of happiness or unhappiness has a lot to do with where we are holding in our lives and different stages, unhappiness, or happiness can mean different things. And as we'll see as we go further over here, that's something that could be dealt with. In her marvelously wise book, My Grandfather's Blessings, Dr. Rachel Leomi Remen puts it this way. Perhaps the root cause of stress is not overbearing bosses, ill-behaved children, or the breakdown of relationships. It is the loss of a sense of our soul. If so, all the ways in which we have attempted to ease stress cannot heal it at the deepest level. Stress may heal only through the recognition that we cannot betray our spiritual nature without paying a great price. It is not that we have a soul, but that we are a soul. I think that's a beautiful line by Dr. Raman. And I like the sense of the way she refers to it, of it being something that it's us. And it's not a thing or a place, but it's us in itself. What Dr. Remen calls soul, I, Dr. Torsky says, like to call the human spirit. And it is the neglect of the human spirit that, it, that is the cause not only of stress, but also of pervasive and chronic discontent. Just as a lack of essential bodily nutrients results in a deficiency condition, failure to provide the spirit with its essential nutrients results in what I called SDS, something that we've talked about earlier, which is the spiritual deficiency syndrome. The primary symptom of SDS is chronic discontent. Unfortunately, SDS is often not recognized, and many people are unaware of the true cause of their discontent. It is only natural for people to seek relief from discomfort, but the typical reliefs of alcohol, mood-altering drugs, sex, shopping, and eating are merely escapist techniques. Well, I think it's important to point out that all these things do give us some sort of satisfaction, but it's immediate satisfaction. It helps our endorphins, our uh, our dopamine, which is our pleasure area of the brain, um, how it reacts. And they are pleasurable, having certain drugs, sex, shopping, and certain foods. While we know they may be bad for us, but in that situation, they are good for us. Maybe this is a good topic for us to talk about at a different time, but I think what we're trying to bring out over here is that there can be a sense of relief from the discomfort, but it's not a long-term relief. But I digress. I digress. Being unaware of the real reason for their unhappiness, people are likely to attribute it to what they think may be the cause. Oh, and because that person cut me off, therefore I'm in a bad mood or something. I think what he's trying to say over here, that's a lot deeper than that. And that's the part that if if undiagnosed, we'll never find happiness. We have to be able to find our true selves within ourselves in order to find what the happiness is and not have a causation to any specific thing. However... Since deficiency conditions respond only to administration of a specific nutrient that is lacking, the disconnect or discontent of SDS can be relieved only by providing the spirit with essential nutrients. That leads us to the core question here. What is essential to the human spirit? Within the answer lies the key to happiness, because it's not just the causation for what we're Going to be looking for, but it's the core to what's going to bring us to our happiness. But before I go any further, it is important to clarify what I mean by the human spirit. Dr. Torsky continues, the human spirit is an integral part of a human being, much the same as the heart, the liver, the eyes, and the ears. The human body makes its needs known very dramatically through the feelings of hunger, thirst, Anger, sex drive, pain, weariness, headaches. We are immediately familiar with the body and we do not have to think whether or not the body exists in reality. We know that it's there and therefore we have certain things that we need to do or we want to do when we're feeling a certain way. From feeling tired to having feelings of enjoyment and wanting to jump up and down and clap and scream. Well, scream can also be for uh, for anger or for frustration and maybe we want to do something physically to something, or God forbid someone else, but those are that's the human body reacting to certain things. The human spirit, however, continues Dr. Torsky, although very real, is intangible. We cannot see or touch it, and it does not make its needs known like the body does. Yet it is obvious that a human being comprises a body plus something else. Obviously, that's a discussion for itself regarding what spirituality is. But for the layman's terms, the body does not exist just by itself. There is more that's there. The physical human body is essentially an animal body, rather than minor anatomical differences. But we do have a number of a number of abilities that distinguish us from animals. These unique features comprise the human spirit. Animals, for instance... Are motivated only by self-gratification. They don't have choice. They don't have a pleasure a pleasure principle that says, you know what, I'm gonna do more of this now and so I don't have to do it, do it later. They have a ritual that they want to get done, and they continue doing it until they're not around anymore. Humans have the ability to give of themselves, even sacrificing their own comfort or belongings, to help total strangers. These human features, these traits that make us distinct from animals and unique as human beings, that is the something else that defines the human spirit. It's those things that I think he's talking about that are the intangibles when it comes to spirituality. And we're going to get more into that as this book continues. In addition to greater intelligence, some of the more obvious uniquely human features include the ability to be self-aware, to be humble, to choose to be patient, to make the most out of circumstances, to improve, to be compassionate, to have perspective, to have purpose, the ability also to search for truth and the ability to change. And I think those are all great analogies of, or actual examples of what we are supposed to be doing, which is growing. And I think regarding the spiritual part of the human being, that's exactly what we're talking about over here. I group all of these features together and propose that the sum total of all the traits that are unique to humans is what we refer to as the human spirit. Note that I am not saying we all have all of these traits. Rather, I am saying that we all have these abilities. For example, a person may or may not reflect on the purpose of existence, but every human being has the ability to do so. This brings us first circle back with the question of happiness to become complete human beings to find happiness we need to develop our human spirits to the fullest this is what it means to be spiritual to be the best we can be which is what the what the motto of the army is be the best version of yourself that doesn't mean that two people are going to be the same or by me accomplishing what the person next to me might accomplish is going to be the same it could be totally different But because we're each individuals, therefore what we're going to be doing in that situation is the best if we make the choice to be doing the best out of that situation. That's completely up to us. And like you were saying earlier, this concept of choice is something that only human beings have. And choice is going to come very much in handy when we talk about this concept of spirituality and how it's going to apply to us. Now, to be the best we can be, to exercise all of the qualities and traits that are unique to humankind, and to give us the identity as human beings. Again, just to reiterate here, it's not talking about every single single human being has all these traits, but it gives us the This spirituality is an integral component of being human, and we cannot have true and enduring happiness without it. Just as we need to have sufficient amount of iron for optimum function... We need to have a sufficient amount of spirituality to avoid the chronic the chronic discontent of SDS of our spiritual deficiency syndrome, which about which I do believe that that gives us a feeling of emptiness, and that emptiness leads to depression and feelings of wor- of, of worthlessness. And I think it's important to know that through the spiritual fulfillment that we're going to have within ourselves, it brings us about a feeling of being fulfilled through these abilities that we talked about, which I think it's important to maybe go through them one at a time. Hopefully at a later podcast we can go through them and why each of those things are important. To put it in another way, continues the book, without spirituality, the pursuit of happiness is doomed to fertility and will never be completed. And I think it's that's 100% true, and that's why I think I picked this book is because if we're not going to be striving higher and wanting more and the ability to have more from ourselves, the concept of happiness can never be put into place. Often it seems the meaning of the terms religion and spirituality are confused as being the same. This is a problem that I know I've experienced personally. I talk about it in my therapy room often, especially with people that are depressed because they feel like they're not being religious enough. But I do believe it's two separate things. And Dr. Torsky says that as well. I do not believe that they are the same. I believe that every person can be spiritual, regardless of the degree or even the presence of formal religion. And I believe that we can learn a great deal about spirituality from each other. And I think the way he writes that is so beautiful, because being spiritual could be learned from every human being, one to another. We're all familiar that there are numerous religions around the world. Some have taken practices from others. When it comes to being spiritual, that's something that we can all not only relate to getting from someone else, but we can teach, and we can learn, and we can give, and we can get from other people that are around us. And that comes from also being non-judgmental about the person next to us, no matter who they are, where they're from, what their cultural, religious, or ethnic background is. That's going to be something that we can learn and see for ourselves of how we should be dealing with things. But every single person can be spiritual, each in their own way. And by one person using their abilities to the best of their knowledge, and the other person using their abilities, that we talked about before, to their knowledge, to, to the best of their knowledge, that will ena- enable them to be the best version of themselves. And you can share that one to another through that, through, the, through their understanding of us being able to continue to grow through ourselves, but with the help of others and our own abilities to do this, that will enable us to bring about happiness within ourselves. We're going to stop here for today and we will continue next time. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I really appreciate the feedback and something that I would like to hear from people of what I should be doing more or better or different here for this podcast. Right now, we have short little clips Maybe we'll have longer ones as time goes on. Anyone has any specific um, advice from or experience, suggestions, maybe even recording items that I should be using. Please feel free to reach out. You can reach me at koshercounseling at gmail.com.